This podcast is brought to you by Shaw Business. Shaw Business offers a whole suite of smart solutions like smart Wi-Fi. With dedicated networks for you and your guests, smart Wi-Fi keeps everyone's connections separate, safe, and secure. And it reaches all corners of your business. So whether you're at your desk or in a meeting room, you're still connected and ready for business. Smart Wi-Fi is one way that Shaw Business is powering the entrepreneur. It's Calgary's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hello, this is Mario Taniguzzi coming to you today with Calgary's podcast, a member of Canada's Podcast Network, where we talk to the entrepreneurs who are making it happen here in the city of Calgary, Alberta. Tanya Eklund is a realtor in Calgary and considered to be an industry expert. She is often quoted as a source on real estate stories by the media. Tanya is with Remax Real Estate Central and owns the Tanya Eklund Group. Welcome to the show, Tanya, and thanks for taking the time today to be here for our listeners. Thanks, Mario. Thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and what your business is all about. Yes, so I grew up in a small town in central rural Alberta called Wetaskiwin, and I grew up in a a farming community and uh, attended a very small school uh, in the country and then moved into a city school and then went attended university. I went to uh, the University of Alberta. And I had a double major in linguistics and anthropology, which didn't really <laughs> assist me in my later years. I thought I wanted to be a lawyer, and, uh, and then real estate presented itself when I was 20. So I moved from Edmonton to Calgary at the age of 20 and not knowing how to sell a shoe, let alone a home, and was kind of thrown into the world of entrepreneurship at a very young age. Okay, then. Did you need financing to start your company? And how has business been for you since you started it? Well, I did have a little bit of university debt and I had a part-time job when I first moved to Calgary. Uh, I didn't incorporate in the first couple of years. So it was really, you know, I was just working for myself. I didn't have a marketing budget. I didn't have employees. So no, I didn't need to take a loan to start my business. Uh, As my career continued, I then started uh, reinvesting back into my company. Uh, So I would spend less personally. I was very conservative. Even with my travel, I was conservative and reinvested back into my company. So I saved my own money and I never ended up having to take out a business loan. What is your long-term vision uh, for the company and what will your company look like in the future? Well, that's a great question, Mario. Uh, I am the, the name of my business and I've branded myself that way, right or wrong. Uh, real estate is my passion. It always will be. So I'll always be connected to it on some level. Uh, we have two young daughters. So I would think when they're in university, you know, 15 years from now is when I'll probably start to tailor it back a bit. Um, I'll plan, you know, have some succession planning five to seven years prior to that. I also have a lending company that does, you know, bridge financing, small loans for small businesses who can't, you know, work with the banks or get the money as quickly as they need it. So I could see doing more of that on a, on a higher scale and, uh, you know, really just stepping back from the day-to-day of real estate. 
What are the biggest benefits for you being an entrepreneur in Calgary? What are some of the good points about having a business here? And even some of the tough things or challenges for our listeners so they can keep an eye out for them. Well, in my specific business, I mean, they always say, I don't think it matters what market you're in. They always say that real estate is very competitive. Uh, I would say, you know, we have give or take uh, around 5,300 licensed realtors with a, a population of just over a million. So some would say that is competitive. Uh, however, when you go to Vancouver and some of these other larger cities, they have you know 15 to 18,000 realtors. So I do like being in Calgary with a smaller population, but still a city. I still think that there's a lot of opportunity uh, for sales realtors in this city. And so uh, that would be the benefit for me is just being in a smaller city, but still a city. I'm a huge advocate of Calgary, even though we've been through and we're going through what we're going through in Calgary with the recession and the economy. Calgary is just a wonderful city to live in. I still think that there are a lot of opportunities and a lot of untapped opportunities uh, for entrepreneurs at any age. Uh, we've uh, you know, been an entrepreneurial city since the early 1900s, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. I think we've just had to look at diversification into other areas, and I think that that is occurring now. We do some of our best work outside the office. Is there a place in Calgary close to where you live or work where you like to go to recharge or get inspired or just think about your business? Yes, uh, I'm a huge runner. And so the trails in Calgary are my friends, um, whether it's running along the um, Elbow River, uh, whether it's running along the Bow River, uh, the trails through um, Fish Creek Park, uh, Glenmore Reservoir. So those are kind of my favorite places in the winter minus 30. I may not frequent those as much. Uh, and to be honest, I just go to sm some small coffee shops. I take my laptop. Sometimes it's not even about doing work. Sometimes it's just about uh, updating myself on world events and current events that's going on. And that's, that's kind of my downtime locally. Here's a hypothetical question for you. Imagine you were to start all over again and you just moved to Calgary, but this time you don't know anyone. Knowing what you know now, what would you do and how would you do it to start all over again as an entrepreneur? Uh, it's a great question. Well, I, part of that is already true. When I moved here, I did not know anybody. Uh, so it was really like starting from scratch. But if I could tell the, the me back then some of the, the differences, it would, um, it would definitely be at, at a younger or at an earlier start in my career to get a, a business coach and a mentor. That was a mistake that I learned uh, later on is that I waited too long. I thought, oh, I can't afford it. But in reality, it's, it's more like, how can you not afford it? Uh, especially because I had no life, really no life experience. I was 20 years old. And so really in, uh, investing and finding a way, maybe taking out a loan uh, to get some proper mentorship and business coaching, I think could have really uh, shaved a lot of time that it took me to succeed off. Hmm. What does the first hour of your day look like when you get up in the morning? Huh? Do you have any specific routine or rituals to get you motivated to start the day? Yes. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm not big into meditation. That's my husband's forte. Uh, but for me, I, I'm not an early riser. I actually am a late. Uh, I go to bed quite late. I go to bed between 11 and 12. I get up at 7. The first thing I do is I go downstairs to the kitchen and I get myself uh, my lemon lime Vega drink, which is my version of coffee. And it really peps me up and, and gets me going. 
And uh, I've only recently started to do uh, my, my, my gratitude journal in the morning. And that's really, especially I think what had um, not forced me, but what really made me think about doing that is because we have lived in a fairly negative environment locally, uh, as far as where our, our mindset and attitudes are at. And so I wanted to wake up feeling positive and starting off my day. So it's three to five things that I write. I try to make them different every day because it's easy to say things like, I'm thankful for my children or I'm thankful for my husband. And so I really try to dig deep. And if I only have two, then I only have two, but I try for three to five a day. And that really sets my tone. Then I review again my schedule for the day. I always look at it the night prior as well. Uh, but I look at it for the day in the morning. And then if I have to send out any, you know, looking forward to meeting you today type emails, then I do that as well. Then I get ready. And, uh, and then I take my, my youngest daughter to school at around quarter after eight. So that is what my morning consists of. So I'm an eight hours, eight hours of sleep type of girl. Okay. Do you think entrepreneurs have to be weird or unique, but in a positive way, or just wired differently? A little bit, to a certain extent. Uh, Some people don't want the risk. And I think that that's probably the biggest difference in an entrepreneur versus someone who is more comfortable being an employee. And, uh, you know, an employee doesn't want to take the risk. They want to know that X, they have X amount of dollars coming per month, regardless of, you know, what happens in their day. And I think it's just that, that security feeling where, you know, an entrepreneur says, I, I know that there's more risk. I know that there's, I'm going to have to sacrifice. I know that there's going to be sleepless light nights. I know I'm going to have to pass on that vacation. But long term, you know, I'm prepared to take that risk for whatever their motivation is. Perhaps it's freedom, per, perhaps it's financial. So, yes, I think that there is a little bit different of a mindset from somebody who is willing to, to step out and take those risks. What books are you reading right now or listening to and why? And do you have any specific books that you would recommend to our listeners who are also uh, aspiring entrepreneurs? Yes. Uh, Well, I'm really big into biographies right now. And so I try to read one biography, which is um, more of a light and easy read, especially if I'm reading at night. So I have sometimes an issue retaining information if it's really, um, uh, you know, a scientific or I wouldn't read that at 11 o'clock at night. So I'm reading a trilogy of biographies by Jean Sasson called Princess, and it's about uh, life in Saudi Arabia as a woman. And it's uh, a lot of the biographies that I'm reading and have been reading the last year are specific to women and some of the um, uh, sacrifices and horrendous lives they've led. And it's just a really good reminder for me and, and the blessings that I have in my life. So I'm reading that one right now. Um, a couple ones I just finished are Getting There. It's a, a book of mentors by Jillian Zoe Siegel. And it's a bunch of um, individual authors that have contributed to this book that are uh, most of them entrepreneurial. Really great book. Wow. Uh, that's probably one of my favorite reads and it's called Getting There. Uh, And then I finished reading, uh, well, I've read it for the second time now, Lean In from Sheryl Sandberg, and just a magnificent woman um, who uh, works for Facebook. Uh, She's one of their their leading ladies there and kind of her journey um, with that company. And then the last is a very, uh, is a book that is very difficult to find. And it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea because it really makes you dig deep and think And Glenn Clark is the author, and it's called The Man Who Tapped Into the Secrets of the Universe. 
and it's uh, very philosophical. You have to read it even two to three times to really grasp the full concept of the book. It's not a long book, but it's a great book. Hmm. I'm going to have to pick it up. (laughs) (laughs) What online or offline tools do you use on a daily basis? So, well, on a daily basis, we use our operating system for MLS, which is called Matrix. And that I'm pretty much on every day to do due diligence and research on behalf of my clients. Uh, And in my office, uh, we use a Google Calendar. Um, That is very beneficial because then my staff know what we have going on that day and they know uh, where my life is that day. Uh, So that's been a big asset to our business. And then we have a a CRM, which helps us keep in touch with our clients called Top Producer. And that is something that we use daily, our full client database is there. And that really assists us. So those would be the three main online tools uh, that every day. Offline, um, don't laugh at me, Mario, but I still have my old school agenda book. And I had picked up my year for 2019 in December. It has flowers on it. It's very pretty, (laughs) but my life is there. So I open it up. And my whole week is there. And, I have the uh, same thing. <laughs> oh, yay. Okay, I don't feel so bad. I'm not too archaic. But I, it's just, I don't know. It's for me too, the act of writing things down helps me retain that information. I, it's just, it's the way I work. So the ability to be able to use a pen and write something down is just, um, it's what I do. Now, obviously, you've got one heck of a busy lifestyle uh, through work and obviously in the home front, but how do you balance work and how do you relax and not think about work? What are some of the favorite activities you like to do in Calgary and area? Well, balance has, I know balance is a really buzzword right now for people because everyone's trying to get balance. And uh, I think when you're starting a business and you're an entrepreneur, you don't really have the a luxury of balance because your you know your your soul and heart are going into your business. So balance is something that has really uh, only come to me in the last few years, and uh, I've put boundaries up as well uh, that allow me to give me balance. So I do try to not work Sundays. I only work a half day Saturdays. I'm home for my daughters during dinner, and then if I have to go out after they're in bed at seven, then I'll go out again. So those are boundaries that I've put in place since I've had children. And, uh, and then we try to vacation a number of times throughout the year. So we have a, a place in Phoenix that we go to. We have a, a place out in, at uh, Sycamus on Mara. We go to Maui every year. So that really allows us to decompress. And oftentimes people say, oh, it must be nice. And I say, well, it's not a luxury. It's a necessity because, you know, our work weeks are just so crazy. You know, I can be working till 11 o'clock at night some nights. Mm -hmm. And so we need to get away and you need that. You know, I used to hide when I would go away or I wouldn't tell people, you know, and I'd be very hesitant even to post anything on social media and fear that, you know, you might be judged. And what I tell people now is don't, you know, when I coach and mentor people, I say, don't be ashamed of that because your clients should be happy that you're able to get out and enjoy life because when you come back, you're going to be the person that they want to deal with because you're happy and because you're in a good headspace. And even more so now with what we're facing locally, I think it's really important to make sure that you still have that zest for life and that spark. Mm -hmm. Uh, So vacationing has been very important. And then as far as the rest of the balance for us, I mean, we have a full-time nanny that allows uh, my husband and I to, um, you know, really work and, and, you know, have a career. You're obviously um, are passionate about what you do in terms of real estate. But if you weren't doing what you do now, what would you like to do for a profession? 
so funny you ask, Murray. You know, my business coach asked me this three years ago. He said, if you weren't doing real estate, what I'd want you to come up with something that you'd like to do. And I joke because up until about two, three months ago, I wouldn't know what that was. But I think with everything going on with uh, technology and, and where uh, our world is going today, it would be likely something, you know, tech involved where I, you know, something online. And that would allow me to step away from my business, uh, travel a little bit more with my family, and still be able to to manage a business that is more um, online. So if I wasn't doing real estate, which you know I am, but if I wasn't, that would probably be something that I would look into. Is there a kind of job that you would not like to do? Anything that I would be chained to a desk. I'm a free bird, Mario. I need to get out. I need to see people. I need to meet new people. Anything that would be, you know, in an office Monday to Friday, nine to five, I would suffocate. It's just, it's not, it's not who I am. Totally agree with you. (laughs) In business, what is your favorite word, quote, or sentence that you like to use? Well, quote in business is mediocrity is self-inflicted and genius is self-bestowed. And I think we all have choices in life, whether you work for somebody, whether you're self-employed, on the attitude that you have towards other people, whether you're kind, uh, you know, how you treat others. And so um, the, the work, the amount of time you put into your, your career, your job, your business, we all have choices. And so mediocrity is self-inflicted, genius is self-bestowed, just um, really speaks to me. And that is actually from the book of Glenn Clark, that, uh, the man who tapped the secrets of the universe. So it's in there as well. Interesting. Is there a least favorite word or sentence you, like you don't like to hear at all? Yes. I don't think I can do that is the sentence that I don't like. And uh, I believe that there is a solution to every problem and it may not always be uh, glaring you in the face. It may be something that you really have to seek out, but the, the words that I can't, or I don't think I can, uh, I, when I hear those, I really try to work with that person and help them rephrase those. If you had to pick one or two words to describe yourself, what would they be and why? Well, my slogan for many years, and I, I <laughs> believe it or not, I think I got this from a book from Donald Trump. So don't, <laughs> don't, don't judge me. <laughs> but at the time, this was going back probably 10, 15 years ago, and it was um, honesty, integrity, first, last, and always. And uh, I believe that your reputation is everything. And you can't be all things to all people. You're going to disappoint people you are going to let people down. People aren't going to like you. And that's just the reality of the world. But uh, I'm really working on building, um, you know, a strong business, um, a business that gives back. Philanthropy is very important to me. So being integral and honest is, is a big part of, of my life. And then I always say I'm very type A. So I'm very energetic. I'm very personable. I, I love to connect with people. I, I feel that I have the ability to connect with people. So those would be some of the words that that I would use. What keeps you up at night, if anything? Well, that's a that's I'm going to be very vulnerable, but I would say what keeps me up at night is the fear uh, of disappointing people, and especially in this market. Again, we can't be all things to all people. There are going to be homes that I don't sell. There are going to be people that I disappoint, but I don't like that feeling because I like to succeed and I like to succeed the success of my clients. 
So if I'm being really vulnerable and honest, it would be what keeps me up at night, the fear of disappointing people and not coming through for people. And I, I think that any business owner has that feeling. It's not really the fear of failure. Uh, I'm okay with failing. I've come to terms with that. I've even come to terms with rejection, uh, especially in my, in my business. But it's just the fear of letting people down. And um, I think probably even tenfold in the last couple of years because of where we are economy-wise. Give us the top three things on your inspired life list. The top three things on my inspired life list. Uh, Now, do you mean some of the things that I've done? Or want to do. Or want to do. Okay. Uh, Well, I've had um, the honor of really, you know, traveling um, a lot and meeting some really amazing people. I was able to spend four days, well, five days on Richard Branson's island and, and meet Richard and spend time with him on Necker Island. And uh, that was a a really amazing experience. And from that, um, it just made me realize that uh, I had done a lot of traveling prior to meeting my husband. And um, so definitely being able to continue to do that. Uh, Right now, our daughters are very young. And so we're not the type of people to travel halfway around the world. So I think as soon as they're a little bit older, I have a bucket list of two or three places that I want to take them and visit. And some of them are very will be very educational for them. I want our daughters to grow up in a world where, yes, we live in a beautiful country, but there are many other places in the world that aren't as blessed and lucky as we are. So one of the things on my bucket list is to be able to take them to some countries for them to experience poverty like, like I have. And some of the other things that I would mention are just uh, continued freedom. We have a lot of freedom, not only within our country, but within our businesses because we are entrepreneurs. And my drive every day is to have, you know, even more freedom. So as our daughters get older, to be able to um, maybe take some more time off work and be able to experience life just more freely and not maybe as tied to our businesses. Um, There's definitely a few people that I would... um, you know, love to meet. Um, Richard Branson was one of them. Um, I, I've always been a huge Oprah fan. <laughs> so, if, and I know the Oprah show isn't on anymore, but if I had the opportunity to meet Oprah, I would love to meet her as well. And then I would actually like to um, dabble in, in one or two other businesses, you know, probably in the next 10 to 15 years, realistically. And, and, you know, kind of see where that takes me. I mean, my, my main focus is real estate, like I was saying, just because I am the face of my business. So I can't just take off and decide to do something else right now. But I could see as, as my daughters get older and into university, there's probably some more opportunity there as well. Do you have any advice that you may have received over the years that you can pass on to entrepreneurs throughout Calgary, Alberta and Canada, actually? Yes, I, I believe entrepreneurs have to have tenacity. They have to have the will not to give up. They have to have endurance. Maybe that's why I love running because it's, it's an endurance sport. And, you know, I, I had done the stats. Um, this was a number of years ago on the number of businesses in Canada that, that start up and that fail. And in the first year, it was something like 50% of businesses um, that start in Canada end up folding corporations. And so I, that was a real wake-up call to me to say that it's not for everybody. Um, but if it's something that you're really passionate about, like I was, there were many times that I wanted to give up, many times that I doubted myself and my abilities to be in this business because it is entrepreneurial. And so the advice that I would give to people is even if you feel like 
you know, you're at, at the end of your rope, just, you know, don't give up because I, I would imagine feeling that way. You've already put so much time and effort into your business. And uh, sometimes it's just, you're hanging on by a thread. And then the other point would be more just to what we spoke to before about getting a business uh, coach and a mentor. They're two very different things. A mentor is somebody that you look up to that you feel, you, you know, you have a, a connection and a friendship with that's not a paid uh, type position where a business coach is, is often someone that you're paying for to get advice uh, specifically to your business. And then probably the third and final would be even if you don't have any appointments set in your agenda that day, you show up like you own a Fortune 500 company. Don't stay home in your pajamas and work from your desktop. You get up, you get dressed, you open your day timer, whether it's on your iPhone or you have an agenda book, and you make appointments, you make calls, you get out, you see people, you speak to your sphere of influence. I think that that's one of the biggest pitfalls of people starting for themselves. And the most difficult part is you may not have any appointments that week, but that doesn't mean that you stay at home in your pajamas and try to make them. Um, where's, you know, what type of motivation does that give you? So even if you're the only person in your company, you show up like it's a Fortune 500 company. A little different question for you here, Tanya. There's a small tropical island off the coast of uh, Fiji that only has one phone booth there with no internet. We're going to drop you off there and you won't have a computer or smartphone or tablet or anything else. You can use the phone booth located there anytime to call the boat and we'll come pick you up. How long would you last before you made that call? And what would you do there while you were there? Okay, I'm going to be really real with you. <laughs> I'm a farm girl. I have a lot of stamina. <laughs> so a week might be a little long, but I could probably last, I'll say a week. I could last a week. And I could probably last... I get, I don't like being alone though. That's the thing. I'd probably last like three or four days without making a call and a solid week to 10 days by myself on the island. Yeah. Okay. How can our listeners get a hold of you, uh, Tanya? And is there anything uh, you would like to add before you leave us today? Well, I'm very easy to get a hold of. Um, as far as what I'd like to add is, again, just a, a source of encouragement um, for any entrepreneurs, whether they're young or old out there, that, you know, you, why do you, you know, the, the golden question is, why do you do this? Why do you wake up every day? Why do you suffer some days? And why do you not just work for somebody? And what is your why? You know, that, that is what I would ask myself starting over again too. And my why is my freedom. And freedom is, to me, that's my life. The ability to be able to take off when I want, set my own schedules, live the life that I feel that I'm meant to live. And I love my life. And I love it because of the freedom that I have. And that's my why. So just ask yourself, what is your why? And, and I think that that's a, a great question to ask when you're starting out your business or maybe when you're going through some trials and tribulations. And uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Mario. No, I was just going to say, so best email or best uh, phone number yes, to reach you at? Exactly. So my email is Tanya, T-A-N-Y-A, at Tanya Eklund, E-K-L-U-N-D, group.ca. So Tanya at Tanya Eklund, group.ca. And my cell is 403-863-7434. 
Okay, thanks very much, uh, Tanya, for being our guest on Calgary's podcast. I've learned a lot about you, your business, and I'm sure our listeners have as well. Thank you, Mario. Bye. Hey there, thanks for taking the time today to listen to Calgary's podcast on Canada's podcast network. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters and write a review for us on iTunes and then connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn at Canada's Podcast. You can also check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. See you next time.